Lord. Well, as we prepare our hearts to receive the word today, we are in a series. If you weren't here last week, we want to tell you uh, you can get online. You can uh, get the podcast uh, online from our website so you don't miss out on anything because we are entering into a powerful decade. I want to say that as we enter in, um, we changed it up today. I really, uh, Kyle, the Lord was speaking to me about you this week and uh, about your music. And he said he's going to give you a new anointing. So as you start to practice and when you're worshiping before him, I saw something that was going to be so delightful that it was going to be, I heard in the spirit, say it will be the dance uh, uh, well, Epi Coriego is the choreography of the spirit. And I heard, so I wanted to explain that before I say what he said. He said, it will be the dance of Epi, Epi Coriego. And it's going to be light. It's going, there's going to be something, something like, as I heard him say that, I saw a vast spring garden. And, of course, we're all wishing for spring right now. Amen. It was the most beautiful thing. And I thought, this is going into Passover. It will be the dance that we do as the snow melts away and as we press in to resurrection power and the season of Passover that's coming upon us. And as this music played, I heard it. I wish I could tell you what it was, but I, I, I trust that God is downloading it to you today. And I want you to be watching for it and listening to it. It will be totally different than what you've done It'll use some of your same chords, but you're going to have butterfly notes because as the sound came forth, I saw a rushing wind go through and make the flowers in the field wave. You know, when the flowers moved and they were swaying and they were dancing to this epicoriego dance of the spirit. And as it went through, the butterflies would just come up and they would take flight. And, and the butterfly is very symbolic of new life. It is transformation. It is going from a worm and nothing in a cocoon to one of the most beautiful creatures creatures that God has made. I want us to enter in. This is a prophetic decade that we enter in like none other before. So let us get our hearts stirred. It will touch everything in our life. And so I don't know. You might begin to sing at home. And so I pray off every fear of you that you might be able to sing in front of people, but you will sing, you will sing through the keyboard, amen, you will sing through the keyboard, so don't record it and put it on till it's a finished work, you know, I know you have your podcast, you guys can go and find out where you can listen to some of this music, the reason I wanted to play today is because there's healing, there's anointings, there's all sorts of things, and God wants to use us. He wants to use us right now. And so when we had our fellowship, I wanted that ministering to us as we brought that anointing to come upon the offering. So when I come to you, it's really not to challenge you. Yes, it is. But to uh, disturb you. Yes, it is. Out of the dorm, there's a whole new path. The path is widened. The path has gotten clearer. There's beauty on the path. There's beauty. There's gold nuggets along the way for you to see and this new walk, this new manifestation of our walk with God. There are golden nuggets, whatever that is for you, that you're going to discover. There's rubies. There's jewels on this path. And each one of you are a jewel in his hand. He's fashioning you into diamonds, sparkling with rainbows of light, 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 reflecting from Father himself. So, again, awaken my soul. Everybody say, awaken my soul. I mean, let it be a cry from your heart. Awaken my soul. Because, you know, um, I could say, awaken my soul. Those are words. But when I join that to the emotions of my soul. I say, awaken my soul. You see how much more powerful that is? Because it's not just my body. Now it's two. It's my body and my soul. And when my soul 
becomes awakened, it understands the submission to the new creation man's spirit. And it comes in submission to that. It's not out there doing its own thing or trying to show off. It's going in submission to what the spirit of the living God has put in your spirit. And then you took the three witnesses of God into what comes out of your mouth. What I'm saying is really prophetic. It's not in my notes today because that's what I want. That's been the cry of my heart. If you come up to a microphone, ask for something fresh. It's got to be fresh. It's got to be anointed. I don't have to reason it. I want those three things happening that I just described so that when I speak, it's, it's a download from heaven. It's a revelation or a phrase that helps us understand the process more clearly. Amen? Cry out for that. There isn't one of us that that will be denied to. Not one. This isn't just for pastors. This isn't just for leaders. This isn't for speakers. This is for each one of us, including the children. Including the children. David was a young child when he was crowned and set apart to become king of the greatest nation on earth at that time. Twelve years old. Do not despise your age. Whether you're young or whether you're old. Because... It's never too late. You can do it. You can break out. You can be a mouthpiece for God in Jesus' name. Well, that was a prayer, uh, a prophetic prayer, and a cry and a declaration all at the same time as we continue with the series. And it's about the mouth because we enter the new decade. This will be the first year of the new decade of the mouth and God's anointing and what he has to say and something fresh. And, and don't forget, I, I forgot last week to add that the theme of the Feast of Tabernacles, God declared, was zeal for my house. Zeal for my house. Zeal for my house. And I want to say that I prophesy and I declare that this house will have in every heart zeal for the house of God in everything that we do. It will be part of the foundation as we move into this year, as we move into this decade of pay and this year of the mouth. So this week, I want to quickly go over for anybody that wasn't here. So I just want to refresh your memory. If you want refreshing the word, you should be. And I challenge you to make that a new habit. By the way, does anybody know how many days it takes to form a new habit? 21! 21. Think of it this way, and don't forget it. You, most, I'd love to be 21 again, but uh, 21 comes with a lot of liberty, amen, in the natural world that we know. It comes with privileges. And so let us understand the privilege of making a new habit. And if you aren't in the Word the way God wants you to be, make a new habit. Just do something for 21 days. It's not going to kill you. No. It will kill the enemy's hold on your life from getting the word of God, eating the word of God. Amen? So last week, uh, as I've said, we're entering in a new decade, really a new era, um, uh, divine establishment. These are the things that are going to be coming out of your mouth. And um, this is the season that God's going to draw the sound out of his people it's going to be a kingdom song, amen? And we're going to be declaring that in all the earth. And there will be a movement of his voice within his people because you all have a voice. We're going to hear the sound of the king of kingdom. And the, what that sound is going to sound like is harmony, harmony, harmony. Just like when we sing, we all make this beautiful sound, and it's harmony. Even for voices that sing flat, even for voices that can't hold a tune, when it all comes together and it's a corporate sound, especially in Africa. Uh, when we go in there, there's all sorts of different tribal things. Or when we've gone to those nations uh, in, in Egypt and in, in some of the Middle Eastern sounds and, and the sounds of worship, it's crazy, but I'm telling you, it all comes together and it's this awesome sound. 
It's the same one in heaven. It's the same one in heaven, and it's just meant to be. Harmony. Harmony. So we're going to have this harmony in what we're speaking. We're going to be one. And uh, there will be a fresh, a fresh anointing of kingdom influence in what we sing, in what we say, in what we declare. We're going to have, we're going to know when to speak and when not to speak. Amen? Uh, again, we talked last week, it's going to start this year of a fresh anointing on our prayers. It was so awesome this week. Uh, we went to the new building because God gave us understanding. He wants to saturate. This place has been saturated for many years, many, many years, quarter of, you know, a century, more than that, uh, a quarter of a century. This has been saturated with prayer. And so we took it to the CCC. So if you want to come out on Wednesday nights and meet us there at 6 o'clock, we go from 6 to 7. We've got a whole new system. We're going to learn as we go. We're going to let the anointing. It's, it's something that we're doing new, so it might feel a little awkward at first. But everybody participates. Come on. We all participate. It's not just there. You come and watch a couple or three people that have big mouths and pray. We want everybody. and We stand with you. It's the way to get the fountain. It's the way to get the pump started so that you're doing this at home. Amen? You don't have to wait till Wednesday. You can go around. I pray sometimes in silence as I'm working, but the audible voice that goes out to create is powerful. So that's just a quick review of last week, and I want to get into this week's message. This is the annual mouth exam. We could call it the oral exam. Some of you in college don't like oral exams. You have to get up and speak before one another. But it's true in that sense as well. But it is a physical exam. It is a spiritual exam that we'll be looking at today. And we will be continuing because these mouths are meant and set aside and apart to be so valuable. Remember, God made you in his image. How did he, how did he create the earth? He spoke it, and he said, and let there be light, and there was light, and it was separated from the darkness. So you are made in God's image. You must remember this. You really are, body, soul, spirit. You are made in the likeness of God. You have a mouth. You have a physical mouth that does things for the body. You have a spiritual mouth does things for, and speaks things for God, or the enemy. We must become aware of the spiritual warfare that is against our mouth. Come on. So as we move forward, we'll be discussing these things. It's very, very important as we move into this decade. And we will be discovering more and more. Some of you might have a word. If you have something uh, <clears throat> or a message, please come and let me know so that we can fit it in. Um, so we come today, so it's our mouth checkup. It's just like you go to the dentist for maybe an annual exam. And what do they do? They make you, the lights come on, there's the show. You know, I want us to think about what are the major parts of the mouth. It is lips. These are the four primary uh, parts of the mouth. It is lips, your tongue, your teeth, your throat. I mean, the cheeks hold us all together. But those are the primary aspects. You're moving, if you're speaking, you're moving your lips. <laughs> Amen? You're using your tongue. You're using your vocal cords. Mouth. And uh, if you're eating, you're using your teeth. Or whatever you're doing. Uh, you're using your gums. Whatever. But that's the mouth. We eat, we take in food with it, and we also take in and release breath comes from the mouth. So that is in the natural realm, and that is in the spiritual realm as well. Uh, so those are the four. It's an amazing, an amazing part of the body. I also want you to think about it. Um, we talked last week that uh, the last decade was the uh, uh, Aeon decade. It was of vision, and we talked about we don't leave anything behind. We take the vision, and we get more clear vision as we enter into this decade. There, it's continuing, though there's an emphasis on the mouth. 
We notice that the eyes and the mouth, what is that a part of? Your face. Your face. So amazing things that you can do with your mouth. I can, I can influence you without even speaking a word with my mouth. I can smile or I can frown. It's just like those wonderful emojis that you put on the end of your text or whatever, right? It's like, what am I feeling? We, we talk about that frown. It's that little smiley face that's been with us for decades and decades. It's been around a long time. Um, it emotes emotion. Your face emotes emotion. And so can your mouth without even speaking a word. Amen? So let's go forth. I want you to interact with me now. And I want you to really think about this as we go forward. We want a healthy mouth in the natural realm and the spiritual. We don't want to go around with bad breath. And let me tell you something. If you've got some demons using your mouth, it's coming with bad breath. Somebody just gave me a nice nice little breath mint before I came up here, and I said, yeah, I can use that uh, in the natural realm. (laughs) But are you getting it? I want you to think in those terms, just natural terms that you can remember. If, if the enemy got a hold of your mouth for a few seconds, get that thing cleaned up. But what do we use the mouth for? I just said we use it to breathe and take an air and we eat food with it. Let's go beyond that. What do we use this mouth for? What do we do with our mouth? Give me some names. We edify. Edify means we lift somebody up. We build somebody up. We lift them up. We encourage them. What else? We speak. We speak with our mouth. Amen? We speak and we communicate. We communicate good. We communicate evil. Uh, Sadly to say, we communicate truth. Amen? We communicate knowledge. Or we communicate our ignorance at times. You know, we do. What else can we use the mouth for? Quickly. Worship. We sing. We praise. What else do we do? We eat. What else do we use our mouth for? We laugh. We laugh. And some of you have the most outrageously awesome laughs. Sometimes, there she goes, sometimes I think about your laughs and it just makes me laugh. You know, there's certain people that just have these awesome, awesome, arresting laughs. We can laugh. And, it, oh, it does something to the soul. When we laugh, how does that connect? It connects to our heart. It goes to our mind. There's a cleansing moment, a healing moment that comes from laughter. That's why even patients with cancer uh, or, or other illnesses, they send them home and say, uh, when I had breast cancer, one of the advice from the doctors were go home and put on, find every one of the funniest movies you've ever seen that make you laugh, no matter how many times you've seen it. Go home and watch those movies. Watch one every day. Laughter is best for pain. There you go. There you go. That's some of the things that even scientific doctors are telling us, that they know help us. Laughter. What else? How about judge? We judge with mentals, don't we? We can do it in a righteous way. Uh, I can go down here to the bridge and walk across it, and I can speak words and, and judge the safety of the bridge. Do you understand what I'm saying? There are things that are accurate. But we can judge people. We, can, we aren't the judge. I just want to tell you, we aren't the judge. I'm so glad that I finally found that out after many years as a Christian. I don't know why I didn't know that when I, when I just got saved. You know? I just thought, you know, it came with my little life. But finally I discovered I'm not the judge, he is. I don't have to even worry about it. He's a judge. Here come to judge. It ain't me. Okay. Okay? When we, come, when we truly come out of those grave clothes, so throw that one off. 
that you're the judge. If you've got any T-shirts you're wearing and it's speaking through your mouth that you to judge, get rid of those because he's the judge. He's the judge, and he's the righteous judge, and he is a just judge. Amen? We can speak justice. Can we flatter? We can flatter in a positive way, but the word also tells us that we can give false flattery. We can use flattery to try to influence someone falsely to do something we want. Come on. So we've got to discern these things as we go through in the next parts of these series and realize the difference of good and evil and how it can come out of our mouth. Remember, what did we say last week? The mouth is part of the face, but it draw a line right to your heart. I hope to find time with somebody that knows how to do some PowerPoints that could help me with that. Your mouth. I want a picture of a mouth. I want it connected to the heart, and then we could make a whole heart the way it works with that point touching our mind. It goes to your thoughts. Uh, You know, sometimes you say things and you say, oh, what was I thinking? You regret it. You want to pull it back. Well, you weren't, but the devil was. And he was trying to interact with your soul quickly to get something out of your mouth that he could use and not God. So this is where your heart is. Your heart, your mouth, and your mind are very closely related. We pray. We confess. Here's another good one. Anybody come up with other things that haven't been spoken yet? Shout. Shout. We did some shouting here today. We can shout for the glory of God. When we do a Bible study on shouting, did you know that that some of the description is like an earthquake when we shout? So it isn't just like an exercise of shouting at a football game. We shout and we tear down and we crack walls of strongholds of the enemy. Judging, I mean, shouting is good. We prophesy, don't we? You prophesy with your mouth. I prophesy with my mouth. I have to use my mouth to prophesy. I use my mouth to decree. I use my mouth to declare. That You do the same thing. What else do we do with the mouth? We can destroy. We can destroy. We can destroy evil. That's, that's a good thing. We can destroy the works of the devil. Or we can destroy somebody with words to cut them down, make them nothing. So we can speak parables. We can speak analogies. What else can we do? Somebody else give me some more. We can lie. You lie with your mouth. Falsehoods, bearing false witness. What we teach, we teach with our mouth. Come on, students of the word. We murder with our mouth. We can murder with our words. We can destroy and murder. We slander. We use our mouths to slander and gossip. We can speak life and we can speak death. Oh, I want to revisit that. We can gossip and we can slander. We can destroy someone's reputation to where it takes years because people tend, humanity like to hear nasty stuff, especially if they don't like you. They live on it and they will pass it on. We've got to get out of that circle. It is death. It is murderous. It works with many spirits, but that's for another word. So we pray, we make vows, we confess, We repent. That should be familiar to us, guys. That should be a daily exercise that you're using your mouth for before you little go to sleep at night. Because you may not think you did anything and you had a great day, but guess what? Something happened even that you didn't know about. God, purify my heart so that when I speak and things come out of my heart, You've done a work of purification and sanctification. 
Amen? Let's see if we missed anything. Uh, we bless, we curse. Uh, I think we pretty much co- uh, covered it. Uh, but one other thing I want you to understand is there is a principle in the Spirit. It's when we all come together with one heart. So get that picture again. The heart, the mouth, and the mind. And when we all get together in harmony, and we get together with the same heart, and we get together with the same mind and thinking on the word in agreement, the heart, the mind, and then we speak it, we pray it, we decree it, whatever we're doing with it, do you know how powerful that is? Because the Word of God says one will put a thousand to flight, two will put ten thousand, and the the uh, this principle continues to grow with the more there is. The corporate mouth of the people of God, the message of the kingdom goes forth. When we do that in prayer, we break strongholds, we bring forth healing, we. Use our mouth to influence others. Amen? So that's enough. We've talked about all of that. I definitely want to go now to uh, where I want to go to. Um, And that is, nope, that isn't it. That isn't it. I've got two notepads going here, so don't mind me. Here we are. So, I want us to just, it is a shorter word today, but I wanted you to really think about your mouth. And please think about these things. I'm asking for God to bring this to your mind all week long. When you're using your mouth, because it affects your thoughts, so if you've got bad thoughts in your mind, they could, you know, get in your heart, and then they can come out your mouth. And you can defeat your own purpose. You can. You can actually come against yourself. I do it. I have a terrible habit. I will speak it out sometimes. And Lonnie's like, what are you saying? Oh, I'm just mumbling to myself. I'm like, what's wrong with you? I'll go, what's wrong with you, Kathy? I will say that in a very tearing myself down way. I'll say, I'm so sick of this. I just can't get this. I'm making a declaration. I'm so tired of this. Why can't I learn? I mean, just... <laughs> These are little things that we say about ourselves that defeat the true purposes of God for you. Because he finished creating you. He knew you before you were in your mother's womb. And when he got done with creating stuff, he said, it is good. He didn't make a mistake. Instead of saying, God, I'm having a really hard time getting this. Please help me. Help me, God. And then when he does, which he will, thanking him for it. I've got to get in a better habit. I've got to stop this habit. I've got to stop it in its tracks. And so do you. How many of you say things to yourself that are negative? Get your hands up. Because if you do, we've got to use our mouth to repent for it. And ask God to establish a new, a new habit. In fact, get up in the morning and say something to yourself. Tell yourself how good you look. You do. I'm not, I don't mean in a, a, a prideful way. God said you look good. There's nothing wrong. He said you look good. Say, you're looking good. You're looking good. Come on, say it with me. You're looking good. I'm look- say, I'm looking good. I'm looking good. And besides that, God said so. And say that, God said so. God said so. You're looking good. You're looking good. Start speaking the truth to yourself. Start loving yourself. Ask God to heal the wounds that were self-inflicted. From your own mouth. Because you know what you're doing? 
When you're negatively speaking against yourself, who are you agreeing with? The devil. Do you want to be in agreement with the devil? No. No. Let's break the habit. Let's break it today. I mean it. I'm serious. I need your help. Can you imagine if we corporately do this? It will change how we look. It will change our countenance. It will turn it from that negative frown to the smile, a smile of confidence in God. I'm not talking about self. I'm talking about God and the Spirit and the new creation man. He made you. That's what it is. I'm not talking about mind over matter. I'm not talking about some psychobabble. I'm just talking about plain talk of the Word of God and the way you were created and designed to work. Amen? So I want to get rid of this other pattern. I'll get myself confused. So this is God's purpose, to use your mouth to glorify and declare what he has to say. He wants to use it. He wants control of it. Amen? And for him to have control of it, you've got to exercise self-control. You must exercise that. You can't exercise that for you. I could tell you that you might need to do this and that, but I can't do that for you. Each, each and every one of us, I, I can't make your choices for you. You've got the power. Come on. Everybody say, I've got the power. I've got the power. And the reason you do is because God's given it to you. He's given you authority over your mouth. You've got the, you're the, you, you are the person with the power. Take that away from the enemy. If the enemy's been using your mouth, you gave him opportunity, and, you, and he will take any opportunity, and you gave him authority to use your mouth. You're smarter than that. And so am I. Say, I'm smarter than that. You're intelligent. God can help you. He'll heal you. Come on. So, as I said earlier, when we speak, we influence ears. And when we influence other people's ears, we influence their thoughts. Come on. Their emotions and eventually their heart. Come on. That is how powerful your mouth is. That's how powerful you were created. Because you were created in God's image. And when he says something, let me tell you, that's what it is. Amen? It is. He says, I am. And when he says something, it is. I am, it is. I want to say that, I want to be able to say, as we get through this and we come in and God begins to do this work in our hearts and he begins to heal us of our self-wounds and any other wounds that came from someone else that the enemy was using, remember, we're not talking about flesh and blood here. Devil wants to use flesh and blood to inflict wounds upon you. And, and, and when somebody said something, when, when, when my... Uh, when my dad would say evil things, you amount to nothing. I can't repeat the things they said because they were filled with filthy curse words. He cursed me all the time. He said evil things that weren't true, but they were curses trying to come out that the enemy wanted to become true over my life. When somebody does that, don't take that in. Cast that off. Be like a duck in water. They have very greasy, greasy skin, and their feathers are oily, and when you see a duck in water, as soon as they come out, they just flick it off, and, it's, and they're dry. Don't let that penetrate. Let God surround you. Do not take that in. And if you have, I pray right now that you're healed. Oh, let healing come to us, because so many of these words have influenced how we think about ourselves. Oh, God, help us. Heal us. Heal us from those mindsets. That's part of the bad habits that we picked up to continue the beatdown of the enemy. How sad it is that we would be inflicting our own wounds with our mouth over ourselves. 
we're not going to do it anymore. Make a determination in your heart today. Job said in the Word of God in verse 34, I mean in chapter 34, verse 3, this is what he said. For the ear tests words as the palate tests food. That is a powerful statement. Your ears test words the way your mouth and your tongue and your palate test food. You determine, do I like it? Do I like the texture of it? Am I going to have some more of this? Am I never going to eat this again? Your ears test words in the same way. Let us heal our ears and have ears to hear. We cannot be deaf to what we're even speaking with our own mouths. We've got to hear it so that we can divide between truth and what's a lie. Come on. We've got to have that. And so, again, our ears are a very important part of this. Our heart and thoughts of mind are connected, again, to our mouth. Somebody said this, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. We're going to find out. It's all over the Word. It's in many places. If you can Google it and look up all the scriptures, I recommend you to and look at it in all the translations so you get a deep, rich taste of all the ingredients that are in that statement. So let me put it personally. Out of your mouth, out of your mouth, out of your mouth, sorry, out of your heart, your mouth speaks. Out of your heart, your mouth speaks. Matthew fifteen eighteen. That sounds like a word in red to me in your Bible. If you have a new Bible or you're new to reading the Word and you have a Bible, the red part in the New Testament means that Jesus, these were quotes. These are, these are things that Jesus said. And when you get to this chapter in Matthew 15, Jesus was speaking. We'll speak further on this in the future, but this is a quote. Jesus said to this group, to us. But the things the things that proceed out of the mouth come from the heart. And those defile the man. They can in a negative sense. They were discussing about what to eat and what not to eat, what's good to eat, what's illegal to eat, um, what the law says about certain kind of things. And Jesus just cut in there and he said, I'm going to give you a crown jewel because this jewel must be in your crown. I saw it as a jewel. I saw it as a ruby because the only way that we are going to get this comes from the covering of the red blood of Jesus over this mouth. It will take the blood of Jesus to to cleanse it and we repent and deliver us and bring salvation to our mouth. It is a red crown jewel in the crown that Father has for each one of us. Amen? It is a crown jewel. And when we overcome this as overcomers, And I want every one of us, uh, the past week uh, was Martin Luther. Let's say it together. And we will overcome. And we will overcome. Say it again. You're not convincing me. Shout. Break the stronghold. And we will overcome. We will overcome. And we will overcome it together. And we will help remind each other. I give you permission my husband was talking to me about my mouth yesterday. I really didn't give him permission, but I do today. 
Um, I liked it for a while, and then he was really going overboard with it. But uh, and I let him know that was enough uh, that I could turn I could turn that around real quick. But do you see what I'm saying? See how we can hear the truth for a while, but sometimes we could wound somebody with the truth. We've got to know when to give it and when to hold back. Do you see what I'm saying? We've got to become sensitive to the spirit. To the spirit. Are you loving this? I said, we shall overcome. Amen. Amen. And we mean that in every area of our life. Matthew 12, 34, Jesus said again. He's speaking to (laughs) the people that thought they were perfect. The Pharisees. He said, you brood of vipers, how can you speak good things when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart... The mouth speaks. He was saying you're abundantly evil. Luke 6.45, Jesus said again, the good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth what is good. I like that. I I want that to be me. And the evil man out of the treasure brings forth that which is evil. For his mouth speaks from that which fills his heart. May our hearts be filled with truth. May our hearts be filled with healing. May our hearts be found filled with the word of God. Let that be the treasure. If we've got treasure in our heart, and Jesus says we do, Where do we get treasure for our heart? It's in this gold mine. It's in this platinum mine. There is platinum, gold, silver, jewels. Think of the pirate's cave. There's everything. There are riches in the Word of God. Just like we said, out of the heart the mouth speaks. That is a treasure. It's a treasure. So we go to Proverbs 4 uh, as we're closing. Keep your heart. Uh, Proverbs 4.23. Keep your heart, because we're talking about the heart and treasure. Keep your heart with all diligence. For from it flows the springs of life. Don't let the springs of life be frozen. Frozen 2 just came out in Hollywood. (laughs) You know, I don't want the springs or the fountain. Jesus' fountain that lives in me, I don't want it to be frozen and nothing coming out of it. Huh? I don't want a frozen heart. I want a heart that's on fire. Wow. I want the water to be flowing. And when... Jesus primes the pump. I want that to flow like a river of healing. Healing for the nations. Healing for the people within the influence of my words. Not just in sound, but in the realm of the Spirit. There is no distance. I can connect with the saints that are in heaven. I can connect with Father. I can connect with the Holy Spirit. And I can get in touch with the praises in heavens. And I can pray on earth as it is in heaven. And that thing can start flowing from me, flowing from me, flowing from me. Riches filling my heart. He said, out of your belly shall flow a river. A river. He said, there's things shut up at your bones like a fire. That is connecting to those feelings and emotions that we're talking about. Zeal for my house. Zeal for my house. It's something inside of us. And if you don't have it, ask him to help you break open the capsule. If it's locked up somewhere in your heart, ask God to break it free. Just like, just like, Little Mary did when she broke that precious vial of perfume and anointed Jesus' feet with it. 
Because when we break open that zeal, there's an aroma that comes with that. Wow, it's profound. It'll fill the house. It'll fill the house with promise, hope, trust, life, truth. It's so beautiful. And this is where we are. No other time in the history of humanity. Here we find ourselves. Praise God. So all I want to say to you is I want to speak Jesus. Say, I want to speak Jesus. I want to speak Jesus. I love that song that we sang today. So our prayers should be, God, purify my heart. Heal my heart. Heal me of every wound. Purify me. I want, I want my heart clean. I, I want to, Father, uh, uh, check out my heart and see if there be any iniquity in me or hidden sin, you know, that, I, that I've just hidden away so much and didn't want to look at that I forgot that it was there. God, just forgive me. Father, wash the slate clean. Father, cleanse it right now. The enemy's got a vast wall, gigantic, much bigger than this one, but this gives you... If, if everything, every accusation he ever said about you was written on that wall, the blood of Jesus erases it right now. The blood flows over it. The blood stops it. The blood nullifies it. The blood cleanses us. When Isaiah, read in Isaiah when, when he was in the temple and he went and he was praying and he was going to worship God, whatever he was doing there, suddenly he saw the train, the train of God on the, on the great robe fill the temple. He felt the presence of God so strongly he was undone. It was, he, he just... He was in awe of what he was seeing. Can you imagine what that would look like? I can't even imagine. Because Abba is a, a Father God in the Ancient of Days is so awesome. It brings a fear in your heart. It brings a terror in your heart in a good way to show you that he is God. He is the great I am. And in the scope of things, you are a minute, small thing. Yet, even being so small, he absolutely loves you, and you are the apple of his eye, and he adores you, and he has every hope in you. He has put the hopes and the dreams of his own heart in you to see you fulfill your divine purpose, to see you finally recognize that you are his child. There's no difference between you and Jesus. He loves you the same. You are adopted. There's no difference. He doesn't hold anything back from Jesus, and he, does, he wants you to understand, I don't hold anything back from you. He wants you to believe that. These are things we can speak. These are things, if you get a hold of the truth, start speaking it. Mumble. People think you're cray-cray. It's okay. Say, I'm cray-cray for Jesus. I'm cray-cray. I'm cray-cray for Jesus. I think I want a t-shirt that says that. I'm cray-cray for Jesus. I like that. Black and white. Somebody get me a t-shirt for that. <laughs> I'm cray uh, Extra large, please. Okay. So, uh, Getting back, sometimes we just we get serious and we need that little break so we can swallow that food and get ready for the next mouthful when God wants to speak to us. But when Isaiah was in there in the temple, what was the first thing he said? It said he cried out and he spoke with his mouth. And the first thing that he understood in the divine presence of truth and holiness and righteousness, he said, oh, I am a man of unclean lips. In a moment, in a second of time, he understood 
His mouth had been used for things less than the purpose of God. In the realm of that. And may we recognize that during this time as we come into this decade. And he cried out. And as he cried out, God immediately sent, he just made that statement, and God immediately sent an angel, this gigantic angel from heaven, and in the hand of the angel was a fiery coal. A fiery coal. You've seen the coals in your fireplaces during the season as we try to stay warm. They're red hot. If they touch you, it's going to sear. <laughs> There's no, it's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of degrees hot. And that angel came to Isaiah and touched his lips. Boom. With the coal. Purify. Purify. Father, that's the cry of our hearts today. We see today, and we, like Isaiah, see, we see you, Lord, today. We hear your word. We've, we've heard it, and we know you're taking us into a new place of victory and overcoming. And, God, we say, we, I am a man. We say it personally. I am a man. I am a man, Lord, of unclean lips. I'm a woman of unclean lips. I'm a vessel, Lord, and I'm asking you, send forth the angel today. Each one, each one of the angels that you've sent forth on behalf of this God and touch our lips, cleanse my lips. Cleanse my lips today. Psalm 141 says, and we make this part of our prayer today, Father, Abba, I ask you, and we speak this together corporately, in one mind, one heart, one spirit. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. That is our prayer and our heart cry today. In Jesus' name.